What is up, everyone? It is your boy, The Tank. It's Wednesday at noon, and I am here to talk to you about college and NFL football for the next hour on Weagle 91.1 FM. Let's not waste any time and get on with the show. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Tank Talk Football here on Weagle 901.1 FM. It is currently allergy season on the plains as I am way too congested <laughs> right now. Holy cow. And I am once again joined by Mr. Harrison Tarr. If you've listened to any episode of the show, you def- this semester you've heard his voice. How you doing? Doing well, man. Uh, thanks for letting me tell you that I was coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for uh, giving me a fair warning. Yeah, well, you know. As in 10 minutes before (laughs) we went live. It's fine. You already had the rundown. You were ready to talk. I'm just sitting here ready to add my input. I've actually got the Auburn softball game on on my laptop right now. Currently winning 3-1 to over Texas Tech, I believe, in the top of the sixth. So Auburn softball, number 25 in the country. Everything's school, maybe? Maybe kind of nasty. The score bug's about to pop up. So, yes, it is 7-1 Auburn, top of the sixth. Holy cow. I walked out of the room for five minutes. Uh, okay, this is now Tank Talk Softball. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, bro. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's get Auburn out of the way real quick. It's really the only thing that's happened on the plains, and football, football-wise at least, but Brian Harson is going to remain the Auburn head coach amongst everything that w- happened. I mean, not, they had no cause to fire him anyways. Everything that happened is such an interesting concept because like, it's everything that did and did not happen at the same time. It's so – it's bonkers really <laughs> yeah no i mean that's that's a great way to put it because like it, it realistically there's this is unprecedented at auburn like on and i know that people are drawing the con- comparison the when jet gate. Got, i'm sorry with jet gate and- jet gate and also like in the same token people were comparing this to when malzahn was fired and there was the whole quote-unquote coup to keep kevin Steele within the board of trustees but narrator one of two one of a handful of things happened most likely, number one is there was a whole lot more blown out of proportion than what we actually knew, and uh, there were a lot of things going on behind closed doors that that were not incriminating Coach Harson, and then you know the whole allegations were not true because those kind of subsided. Uh, there's also the real world where Auburn still wanted to fire Brian Harson and just could not make financial sense and fiscal sense out of the buyout. Uh, I'm not saying whether that's you know a good or a bad thing. I think you would agree that. Firing a coach after one year is just not good for long longevity of a program. Nope. But in the same token, I mean, I'm, I'm glad this conversation's behind us now. Uh, me and you are definitely happy, people in our field. Everybody in the office was happy. Yes. Zach Card, Colin Byersdorf, Jake Gonzalez, you. I want to I give you guys a big shout-out for being on top of everything. We, we lost a lot of sleep over that last week. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was not, for those listening to Weagle 91.1 FM, it was not because – we were deeply invested in keeping Harson or not keeping Harson. That really didn't matter to us as much as we were invested in, hey, it's our job to provide top-tier news coverage. And I think we did a good job monitoring everything and making sure everybody was in position. If, if we wouldn't have done that, maybe Harson gets fired, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I think my screen time from the last week, I think I had over like 20 hours on Twitter alone. Yeah, and, and reading uh, rivals' message boards. I mean, it yeah, was bad. Trying to keep up with everything. and what the, uh, They had the coaches' meeting last week, and it was so funny. Watching Harson trying to avoid the media because he, he did it, what a figure eight around like cars trying to get away from because he knew he was. Going that was a relatable moment though. I yeah. too have been 
I drive a, a, a white Jeep Patriot, which is a pretty common car for people our age. Yeah. And uh, I have also been in parking lots and just gone to the wrong car. Like, we've all been there, right? Like, yeah. You drive a Ford Focus. There's a lot of people who drive Ford Focuses. Yeah. It's a nice car, but, like, you know, like. Did he go to the wrong car, or was he just trying to get away from He it? legitimately went to the wrong car. Really? Which, I, thought, I thought he was, like, trying to just avoid everybody. Yeah, he, like, realized he was at the wrong car, because it was another black SUV. Yeah. Which I understand the confusion if you're not paying attention. Yeah, every, and every coach came up there and it was some kind of SUV. Except for who got dropped off in a minivan. Was it Kirby? I think it was Kirby. It's very Mike Leach thing to do, too. I was hoping it was Mike. Um, but that was a relatable moment, you know? I, he's one of us. Also, un, sometimes makes mistakes and tries to get in the wrong car. That happened to me at the softball game last week. I parked next to another white Jeep Patriot, and we had the same angry eyes and grill inserts. And the girl who drove the, the Jeep next to me um, was trying to get in my car because she was, like, texting and was, like, then confused. She was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry I went to your car. I was like, it's, it's okay. I, I, we, our cars are identical. <laughs> oh, well, just keeping in on the coaching conversation, we've had three contracts get extended in this week alone so far. Yeah. Three, the first two being Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, keeping him through 2028, and Dave Aranda at Baylor. He's going to be there until 2029. Good, I mean, good extensions both on both parts. Baylor for sure. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati. Question for you on your own podcast: If Cincinnati does not announce that jump to the Big 12, this contract extension doesn't happen, right? Because Fickle's looking elsewhere. Not a shot. Fickle might be the long-term coach at Cincinnati now. Like this might be. Like, this might be his gig. Especially because we don't know when Ryan Day will be leaving Ohio State. If and when. If I mean, when. I think a lot of us expect Ohio State to be in the hunt next year, right? So, um, maybe maybe Cincinnati's just it. There's a good chance in the future we get a Luke Fickle-led Ohio State versus a Lane Kiffin-led Alabama in the national championship of some degree. Man, that, that just, yeah. I, I love that so idea. so weird to think about. I love that idea, though. It's going to be like, you know, when Tom Brady retired, you're, you know, we've never seen a a Tom Brady-less NFL. We've never seen a coffee. We still have not seen a Tom Brady-less NFL. I just want to put that out there. Well, yeah. But we're all, we've also never experienced, like, Nick Saban not, like, at Bama, really. Especially, like, mine. What we can my recollect, much. realistically. Yeah. And it, that, that's going to be a weird era, but, I mean, we're, we'll talk NFL later, I presume. And, yeah. and the whole Tom Brady thing. I I'm not entirely convinced it's over. but uh, And Saban's going to quite possibly coach until um, – until he can't coach anymore. Really. Or what's his wife's name? I'm sorry. Miss Miss Terry? Miss Terry. Until Miss Terry says, Hey, listen, I I we're done. I nah, I'm I'm playing, but uh I, I also I love that side note. I love the narrative that people are always like, Saban's so mean, but then you see her inter- him interact with Miss Terry and it's like what a like it's a wholesome moment. Right? Yeah. I love Miss Terry. She's the queen of queen of the South, really. Yeah, I mean, well, let's not let's not forget about our queen, who is Christy Malzahn, whether or not you feel, however anyone feels about the Malzahn coaching tenure here, Christy Malzahn was the queen of Auburn. Well, yeah, but being the queen of Auburn doesn't really beat out Miss Terry. Just, just throw a little respect on on, on Miss on, on Miss Christy's name. Yeah. Well, at least we know she's doing well. Yes, that's such good news, man. That's such good news. I was so excited to hear that. I never knew exactly what was going on. They've kind of kept that kind of under wraps. Which, um, which, which yeah, yeah, you know, keep your and it's not even under wraps. Just yeah. respect privacy. But I was, I was so glad to hear, man. The Malzons have had a, have had a, had a year, man. Gus is finally out of the walking boot now, right? <laughs> that was really funny. Him on a scooter, 
Yeah. Wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. It was funny. To, like, he said he got to UCF, man. It's like he went on vacation. Like he's yeah. in retirement. He stopped dyeing his hair too. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, no shot. His hair is, was always like brown. No, like, none. It had to be a. He, he's got, he got white and then he just dyed it. Am I allowed to say good for Gus on this on this podcast? Like, <laughs> go for it. I don't care. Good for, good for Gus, man. Like, uh, great, great family. Really great family, and I and I, I think he can be successful at UCF. I think that's yes. that's probably his wheelhouse, if that makes sense. Like I think that that's like a three four three star, some four stars coming in, mining prospects, running kind of a quirky offense. They have like a re- retirement, really. You retire from the SEC to move on to move to Orlando. Yeah, living in Florida doesn't sound like it sucks. So especially Orlando. Yeah, it's like a top tier city from Florida. <laughs> Miami would like a word, but... Oh, well, yeah. Miami's not all that nice. From what I've seen of it, at least. It's like New Orleans. I don't think New Orleans all that nice, either. I've not been to NOLA. I, w- I will in April. I think I went the day after Mardi Gras Festival. Oh, good Lord. It makes me never want to go back. I definitely want to do Mardi Gras in New Orleans, but I want to do Mardi Gras in Mobile. Mobile is where it started. I know. I learned that when I got to school here. I know. That's your fun Tank Talks football trivia fact for today. Mardi Gras was started in Mobile, Alabama. Is it this weekend? I think it is this weekend. Is it this weekend? I'm because I'm, I'm almost positive. Will Root is headed to um, Will Root, friend of the program, uh, sport, uh, music director here at Weagle, is headed with his uh, his girlfriend. They're going to Mardi Gras in Mobile this weekend. Let's go. So that's cool. Your little fun fact of the day. Another coach signed an extension was Jim Harbaugh signed a five year extension, and you're holding up W. Yes. Does it make it easier to get rid of him whenever he has another seven and five, eight and four season? I think that's probably behind him. Think, Actually, think so? I, I think that he's a nine-win coach now, a nine- or a ten-win coach. I don't think that Michigan will be able to take down Ohio State on the road this year. Don't get me wrong. And there will be another Big Ten opponent that they're going to struggle with. It, it may be – I think we all expect Wisconsin to take steps this year, right? Yes. Um, Minnesota probably taking steps with uh, with P.J. Fleck. Uh, Penn State's always a program that you're always – they could be good, they could be bad. You don't know. Nebraska? Nebra- Scott, <laughs> Scott Frost has got one year. But – I think this is a good high, uh, good extension on both halves. Uh, he certainly did interview in the NFL. Uh, we, we know that. That's a statement yes. of fact. And, and I appreciated. This is something other coaches should take notes out of. Harbaugh was transparent about that. And it, it seemed like it was going to take a very strong offer to move him away from Michigan, I, where I think he belongs, actually. And if you would ask me before this past season, I would have said it's time to get rid of Harbaugh. He's, he's sold himself to me, if that makes sense. Like he's sold, I'm now sold on Jim Harbaugh. Michigan... You are the little brother to Ohio State, and you will continue to be so. But even if they lead the all-time record, whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, Harbaugh being a nine ten win coach, you made a made a, na- a national title run this year. I mean, Georgia was just that good, man. We know that, and and, and the field was good, and uh, and in, in the college football playoff. I think that Michigan made the correct strides. I think this is a great extension. I mean, yeah, but I think the big thing is I wouldn't extend him off of just one good year. I was against it whenever Auburn kept doing it with Gus Malzahn. I just think that don't give him the extension. Let him see if he can prove himself for another year. I think two two good years makes up – would give – make him willing – or make him – If he wins 10 games this year, are you sold? Yes, I will be sold okay. if he wins 10 wins, if he gets 10 wins. Or beats Ohio State again. Then I will be sold on Jim Harbaugh. Fair enough. And, you know, another big name that we get here thrown around, Arch Manning, 
added two more SEC teams to his uh, top four. So now it's a top six. Top six, yeah. Uh, he kicked Clemson out a few weeks ago. No surprise there. Yeah. Uh, right now, it, he added LSU and Florida. So his four, his six are Tennessee's out, right? Uh, yes, they are. Ole Miss, Florida, Georgia. Yep. Alabama. Yep. Um, it's all SEC now. Uh, one Big Twelve. One Big Twelve is that UTA. UT. Oh, t- Texas. I forgot about Texas. Yeah. And I don't. The the sixth sixth team is escaping me. Uh, who'd you say? You said Bama, Ole Miss, Georgia, Georgia, Texas, Florida, LSU, LSU. I forgot LSU. Yeah, I just Brian Kelly's gonna be posting some nice little dance videos with Arch Manning soon. Interesting. He's Fair a he's that. a rising senior, correct? I believe so. He just finished his junior year of, yeah. of football for that for for that matter. Interesting to see. I um, can I crystal ball him on your show? Go for it. Okay. Ole Miss. Uh, I think it makes the most sense. I think it's a home run. I think Jackson Dart is – I mean, he's going to be a redshirt sophomore. Or is he a true sophomore? I want to say redshirt. Okay. Well, I'll look into it during the break. Uh, yeah. But Jackson Dart, going to be really good for Ole Miss this year. Lane, Stip- Lane Kiffin's kind of I mean, maybe a QBU development. I mean, I, I'm serious. Um, that that fits for me, and, and it tracks family lineage-wise, not just to be one of those people. But Ole Miss is a good place to go now. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'm going to crystal ball him to Ole Miss. I mean, I've been saying Ole Miss since he like announced his top five at one point. I was like, Ole Miss is the for sure place to be. I mean, Bam is always going to have a top tier quarterback. Uh, I, as a quarterback, I would not go to Georgia. I know that their defense is outstanding, but I don't trust Todd Munkin, who just signed an extension. I don't trust him to develop any quarterback that he gets. And Daniels is in the transfer portal still. Yeah, Daniels is just rotting away in the transfer portal right now. We've not heard. Maybe Auburn will add him just for and fun. We've had another quarterback into the transfer portal earlier with Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. He just entered the transfer portal. That is interesting. So I wonder if Auburn's going to make a push for both those guys. Why not? Six I mean, quarterbacks, seven quarterbacks, right? Man, Daniel, Daniels is athletic enough. We can put him at receiver if we really need to. I mean, <laughs> put put him everywhere. We have too many of them. <laughs> uh, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking about the CUSA and our way too early early conference championship predictions. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the second block of Tank Talks Football here on Wiggle 91.1 FM. We're going to start off the second block by talking about the CUSA, the CUSA, as they threaten in legal action. I don't know against who, but they're, I think it's against the teams that are planning on leaving into the Sun Belt next year with Southern Miss, Marshall, and Old Dominion. Because the CUSA got like, scrapped. I mean, the rich get richer, poor get poorer. Yeah, I mean, if you if you can get a bigger conference, go for it. Uh, but I mean, it's not. It's kind of understandable, I guess, to be as mad as I guess their commissioner is. That I think they're losing like six teams in total, but these are just the three main ones that got brought up in the in the suit. Uh, but I mean, it's not, it's not like Southern Miss and Old Dominion and Marshall were all like competitors in that division. Maybe in other sports. I'm not. Is Southern Miss good at any of those sports? I know Old Dominion Baseball. Is, so they're good at baseball. And Old Dominion's good at baseball too, right? And yes. Decent at basketball. Very, uh, very good at both of them. I mean, for their for – their, Yeah. And uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Classification. Yeah. And Marshall. I can't think of what Marshall's really good at. They're decent at football. Yeah, they're always in a good, decent bowl game. Eight-win team. Yeah. Mar- Marshall's uh, also very good, I think, at women's soccer. So, which is that – adds, that adds to the conference strength. 
So. And just to make my family in West Virginia upset, I love Marshall. I love the Thundering Herd. Let's <laughs> go Nears, baby. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, there's not a lot of information that I know about this, so I wasn't going to talk about this for a long time. Just kind of throwing it out there. Also thrown out there before the break, we talked about Jackson Dart, true sophomore. True sophomore? True sophomore. So one more year at Ole Miss. I'm still going to say I'm riding with Arch Manning to Ole Miss. Yeah, to, to, the blood runs thick in the South. Blood's thicker than water. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and moving on to our just, just go to way too early conference championship predictions. I mean, a lot of these are pretty easy to guess. Any conference in particular you want to start off with? Let's do – Let's go west to east. Why not? West to Let's east. start with the Pac-12. Pac-12. I have another rematch. The Oregon Ducks versus the Utah Utes. Mm. I like the Utes to repeat. I think Lincoln Riley is in a good place to get to the Pac-12 championship in another year. I just think when you're rebuilding a program, you need to give it at least a year. I could be completely wrong. I would not be surprised if they won their Pacific. What I don't know what the Pac-12. North region, and South. North and South. They it's not geographically south. makes sense, but they are geographic. Yeah, isn't like UCLA in the North or some? Isn't no, like, UCLA is in the South. Utah's in the in the, in the in the South though. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. And so is Colorado. So. And I think Oregon. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Oregon. I always feel like they're always in that. Oh, they always win the North. I don't think there's anyone that can really compete against them right now. There's so always a sneaky Washington State. Uh, yeah. The, but I'm I'm with you with Oregon. I do like USC. Uh, I know I shouldn't, but I do. Lincoln Riley, I think, is an instant impact kind of guy. You've got Caleb Williams coming with you. USC is essentially (laughs) Oklahoma 2.0, and they're playing an even less competitive uh, division. I I like, actually, this is going to make you upset, but I like USC to finish first, UCLA to finish second, Utah to finish third. Really? In in the Southern Division. May I ask why UCLA? UCLA has had a consen- uh, continual trend upward uh, since Chip Kelly took over. He True. he works in the Pac-12. It's it's been proven they win goofy games. I, that's the best way I can describe it. Goofy, uh, and, and I, I like them to be you know a, a seven seven win team in the conference. And I think seven wins will put you right there at that threshold for uh, second second place in, in your in your respective division. And uh, I mean you know he plays your cards play your cards right. Find yourself uh, battling out for a Rose Bowl. Yeah. I, I, because I think the Pac-12 champion could very well wind up being in the playoff this year. Yeah, I can see that. But as I said during the season, Cameron Rising is on the rise. <laughs> I, I I think veteran quarterbacks are very important. I mean, everyone we have listed, that we've listed in the Pac-12, like Poole, all have veteran quarterbacks on their rosters. Bo Nix playing in his first conference championship possibly this year. Exactly, because the North is not all that strong in the Pac-12. Fair. Who would be next? Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Uh, I got a rematch. Baylor, Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm with Another you. Rematch. Am I? Did we say winners for the last one? Um, I, no, but I like Oregon to win the Pac-12 over USC. Utah. Okay. A little bias. Okay. Love the use. Uh, but yeah, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and I have Baylor winning it again. I don't trust Gundy in those big, big games. I know. I know much. We all love Mike Gundy. Great character in the sport. But he can't win his big games when it matters. I have Oklahoma State winning the Big 12, and let me tell you why. Uh, this is actually not a biased pick, even though you know I love Mike Gundy. I just I, I, I think he's a guy that people want to play for. There's got to be a year where he's got to win the big one, and it's got to be this year, re- realistically. I'm not saying that they need to be thinking about firing Mike Gundy. I just know that there will be unhappiness in Stillwater if they fall short again, literally inches short like they did last year. 
or this past season, I think that if there was ever a year, Oklahoma's going to be down. I don't think either of us expect Texas to be that much better. I think there's if there's ever a year, it's now for Oklahoma State to win win the Big Big Twelve because I think that we agree Baylor's here to stay. Yes, and Oklahoma State's going to return Spencer Sanders, correct? Uh, I do believe so. There's yeah, no he, way he's, he's not accepted an, uh, an invite to the combine, which I think he's good enough. Yeah, I, he's he goes to a Power Five school, so he's going to get like some attention. I'm saying he's good enough to win games at the college well, level. Yeah. So I, I like I like Oklahoma State to be Baylor in the Big Twelve. It took a lot of uh, convincing for me not to put Cincinnati in this. <laughs> I know. It was so hard not to put them in, but I think, I think you give them a few years in the Big Twelve. I think they'll be in that con- uh, conversation, especially with the. I think you give them a couple of years in the Big Twelve, and they're they're going to be in the conversation. I think oh, they'll yeah. finish third or fourth this year. More than likely, yes, because uh, I don't know anyone else in the Big Twelve that could really compete for that uh, championship spot. Because I mean, I unless UCF is sneaky good, and we don't know. True. Uh, that, that there's also that there's just always that possibility UCF sneaky good. Uh, who's that? Big Ten. Yes. Way to do, way to way to be good at your your uh, sense of direction. Yeah, geography. Way better than my sense of fight songs. <laughs> Tank talks chartography. Uh, Big Ten. I have another like basic one: Ohio State, Wisconsin. My winner would be Ohio State, of course. I like Ohio State in the Eastern Division, and can we just take a moment to say, oh my lord, how unbalanced these divisions are. Um, yes. Is Mich- it P- Penn State, Ohio Michi- State? Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana, all in the East. Uh, and your West is obviously Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern. I like uh, Ohio State to win the East, Michigan coming in second. Uh, I think it come, actually may come down to that the game uh, for – Lack of a better term, your division championship. I think that's probably yeah. what, what you could probably agree with me on that. I'd agree with that completely. Uh, the West uh, West Division, I think I'm going to take Wisconsin, not just to ride with you, but I think Wisconsin's there. I think Iowa's probably going to digress this year. Keep your eye on Minnesota because it feels like it's the time that was a young team, a lot of turnover when, when Fleck took over. Um, it feels like he's got his guys. What he did at Western Michigan was impressive. It... it it definitely is set up with a schedule favorable for Minnesota to to be there and, and be that you know coming down to like the last couple weeks of of, of conference of conference play. It, it could come down to the Minnesota Wisconsin game again. It, it really could. Uh, I like Wisconsin, and I think in that scenario, I'm I'm going to take Ohio State if that's the championship. And it, same with Minnesota. I think the whoever wins the East wins the wins the conference. But keep your eye on Minnesota this year. All right, I agree with that. I think the big thing about Wisconsin that comes down to the quarterback play. Can Graham Mertz play consistently? And can Wisconsin win those big games when they need to? I agree. Uh, now I'm in a bind. Would we do SEC or do we ACC? Because, I mean, Let's go ahead and do ACC. Just round it out with the SEC. That's, yeah, that makes sense. Keep things in a traditional formatting around here. ACC, I'm going to go Clemson. The Clemson Tigers come back to the ACC championship, but they're going to be playing – the Miami Hurricanes. Dang it. And winner, I have the Canes. That is a take. Yeah, I'll make a graphic. That way we can be reminded whenever they go like 3-9 and nine or whatever. Certainly a take. Uh, I like Clemson to win the Atlantic for sure. Um, I like Georgia Tech to win the Coastal. That's a joke. I'm not serious. <laughs> uh, how cool would it be? This is going to be Collins last year. If he does what he did this year, he's gone after this year. Yeah. Uh, 
North Carolina is going to be down really bad. You that might, whole like side is going to be down. You might refer to them as down horrific. I think that Pittsburgh is really going to fall off a cliff this year. As much as you know, I hate to admit it because they were so fun to watch this year, and those jerseys rock. Um, I think I like Virginia Tech to win the Coastal. Vita uh, is, is Wake Forest on that side. Wake Forest is on the Clemson side. They're on the Clemson side. Yeah, that's they're on yeah, the Atlantic. Uh, I like. I was. I had to pick between VTEC and Miami. I, I I was gonna say Miami until you said Miami, and I'm just gonna differentiate here because I think that could be once again the Miami Virginia Tech game could determine who wins that division. I I like Virginia Tech. I'll have to look at the schedule, and I can let you know after the break, uh, so I can take a look at it. If that game's in Blacksburg, I like that. I like Virginia Tech to win that game a lot. Um, oh, with the uh, Inner Sandman. Yes, and and I and I like Clemson to win the win the win the conference championship this year, but I, I think it's close. I think it'll be a close ball game this year. Um, for the for the sole purpose of, man, Clemson, man, they are, it, it is rough. I mean, they came on at late later in the year last year, too little, too late. They played a good game against Georgia and then kind of fell apart. They, I mean, let's not forget they should have lost to Georgia Tech. Yeah. They, um. Should have lost a lot of games. Should, should have lost a boatload of, of football games. And I, I think that there's there's too much of a drop-off and too many players leaving. You've got, I mean, BV is now over in, in Oklahoma and Norman. That defense, I don't want to say will take a drop-off, but I things would surprise me less if, if, if BV leaves and the defense gets worse because, I mean, the transfer portal is not done yet. No. And uh, – Clemson three or six point three or six points somewhere in that range. A big thing about Clemson is the fact that yeah they lost both their coordinators and they had a big down year, but now we're expecting the huge downfall of the ACC again, where they've maybe found their way back to the bottom of the Power Five again. I think we could probably say the Pac-12 was probably that last yes. year, but the ACC is back down there. I mean, you lose a Heisman candidate and Kenny Pickett at Pitt. Puts them back near the mid-tier. Wake Forest, I don't know if you expect them to have the same amount of success they had last year, especially with Sam Hartman returning. ACC is just like a dumpster fire. Yes. Right now. And they'd only be benefit if they got Notre Dame. Which, unfortunately, Notre Dame has no interest in until yeah, at least, never, what, 2025? Maybe. If they do the whole – I guess if they do the uh, CFP expansion, I don't know if Notre Dame would still be even down to do it because, I mean, it would make it easier for them to make Yeah, it there'd be no reason to. Uh, just to wrap it up, the SEC. Let's throw in honorable mentions for each division for this one because I think we're going to agree on the on the championship. Yes. Uh, I've got the University of Alabama and the University of Georgia again. I just reload. Man. Shocker! I, uh, I know. And, and you agree? Oh yeah, Bama wins. Yeah, I agree too. Uh, it, it probably knocks out Georgia this year. Yes. Um, honorable mention in the East team to keep an eye on. Sneaky good team. Tennessee Volunteers. I was going to say the exact same thing. Okay, we throw in South Carolina, too. I was going to throw Florida. We'll see. I, I think Billy Napier could get them right in year one. I think he could. That's my honorable mention. And SEC East is much better this year than it has been in years past, for sure. Yes, without I mean, a doubt. I mean, what Stoops is doing in Kentucky is impressive. I think Heupel at at Tennessee is, is in the right direction. I think Clark Lee is doing good at Vanderbilt. He got them in the top, what, 35? Yeah. Top 32, really. Yeah. So, SEC East is kind of shaping back up. Sneaky team in the West. We're probably going to disagree on this one. I'm going with the Bayou Bengals down in Baton Rouge. Uh, I think that, you know, 
it's 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 an instant impact down there. They had one down year. They still got a boatload of talent. Miles Brennan's coming back. I know he's not that good, but you have consistency within the program. And I don't think they're done recruiting. They still got the late signing period. There are pros and cons to uh, spending every waking moment of our lives talking about football to each other. One of them being that we think alike. <laughs> I was going to say LSU, but just so that this is a very strong West this this year, very strong. And the West, and then Auburn. Yeah, but yeah, Arkansas could make a push. They only lost to Bama by seven points last year. A and M, Texas A and M, number one recruiting class ever. Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. Really turn that program around from where it was with Matt Luke and Hugh Freeze. Make or break year with Mississippi State. They could be a, a, above a 500 team this year they once again. They really could. And uh, are we missing anyone? In the- no, we've named everyone except for we've ex- excluded that we, I think, agree Auburn's All going to finish wet, last in the West. Unless, barring some miracle at Jordan Harrigan. Could happen. Every week, though. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the NFL a little bit. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the second half of Tank Talks Football here on Wiggle 91.1 FM. Now to move on to the Pro League. Shout out Auburn Softball 7-1 win. Go on. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Just needed to plug that. <laughs> this uh, this past Sunday, we, of course, all watched the Super Bowl. And what was one of the most fun Super Bowls we've had in the past, what, five years-ish? Forever. Uh, I mean, what what a game, man. I mean... I just can't even say enough about it. I really can't. It was it was an entertaining Super Bowl. Uh, it's, ex- it's it had everything you wanted in a Super Bowl, realistically, except for one thing. You want commercials? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's that. The commercials were subpar this year, but like, I mean, yeah. I, I guess there's that that grievance, but the ball game was awesome. The halftime was amazing. Joey Burr is the future of the NFL. Uh, Matt Stafford finally got his ring after all those years of, for lack of a better term, suck. Aaron Donald finally got his ring. After yes, and they said they're going to run it back. He said Aaron Donald was debating retirement if they won. Sean McVay, I guess, assumed that he's going to be returning all of their talent from this year. And Aaron Donald said, why not? Let's run it back. Let's run it back. And you got to bank on the fact that you need OBJ to stay healthy, Cooper Cup, and they got to find something to do with that cap space. I don't think they have a lot left. There's nothing. There's no reason to believe that the Rams can't be right back in the Super Bowl next year. No reason to believe unless, barring injuries, of course, that team can be very injury prone. True. We've all seen it in the past, with, especially with Odell Beckham. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It wouldn't let them be completed a full season. You never know. Yeah, of course you really don't. And also, you never know. Though. Maybe, maybe L.A. is the spot. Maybe maybe that's the place that knows how to take care of his body and and, and help him help him get right physically because I, I think we both agree he's ridiculously a talented receiver we we know that uh, just you know maybe maybe LA is the place that they can help him take care of your body so you're good weekend we get out maybe get some more touches to Cooper Cup and uh, you know younger guy he can get knocked around a little more not saying that OBJ's old but you know let him get knocked around a little more and make sure OBJ stays healthy for when it matters yeah and I think another big thing is they could probably get some depth. In this draft, I don't know what picks they exactly have. What picks? What is a draft pick? Uh, I would know Sean McVay could not tell you. Uh, cause I hey, it worked. It worked. I am. I let me let me just say this. They have five. They have the fifth pick. They have five picks. Oh, overall round. They have one in round three, four, five, six, and seven. Okay, cool, great. 
Awesome. Whatever. Depth, depth, um, depth, depth, and depth. Let me just say this, bro. If you're going to sell out and win a bowl, to, to win a bowl, and you win a bowl, what does it matter? I mean, sell your soul to win a championship at the professional level because it's very hard to do. That's what the Chiefs did, too. No, and, and it worked. Yeah, it works. So, I mean, say what you want about, oh, no draft picks, but like, okay. What are the chances we see a rematch in the Super Bowl? Slim. 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 You don't think the Bengals could repeat? They gotta have a hangover. LA may have a hangover too. Well, see, the thing with the Bengals is where I where I wouldn't be shocked by it is the fact they have the second highest cap space. Go build an offensive line. Exactly. You spend some money on you let some guys walk like Eli Apple and their entire offensive line. Right. And you bring in a whole new one. That's the one thing this team missed. Defense is already good. Yeah. Offense legit. Only downside to this team is their line. And I think one of the biggest free agents they have that might be leaving is Riley Reef, who's the right tackle. But, I mean, you don't have to pay him. Eli Apple, you let him walk. Too much drama. Doesn't play well in the field. Correct. I, no, I agree. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's a world for sure. But I think you gotta, you got to remember, I, I presume Baltimore and Cleveland are going to be back to f- regular form next year. And big question mark on how the Steelers could also be – Around the same like win percentage this year, or they could be really good. The AFC North is wide open again, and I'm not saying that the Bengals shouldn't be presumptive favorites to win because I think they probably should be. Yeah, but the the North is wide open. Like I said, you got a huge question mark in Pittsburgh. Lamar's not going to stay out of the limelight for long, man. I mean, he's really good. Uh, Baker Mayfield's got to prove himself this year. Maybe this is a prove me, me this, year. This is a make or break year. For it me. Ab- absolutely is. Uh, Cleveland's established that they can have some form of stability, which is. For them, 80% of the battle. Uh, Cleveland's right there. We, I think we keep feeling like the Browns are on the bubble. So, you know, there's there's a lot of roadblocks to get through if you if you want to be Cincinnati to get to the Super Bowl. Also, there's a team out in Kansas City that's pretty dang good. Uh, not to mention Derek Carr's coming back. Oakland's going to get better. We, we know this. Oakland? Uh, excuse me. Vegas is going to get better. My apologies. Vegas is going to get better. Denver's probably going to wind up getting Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. That's at least what I think. Or which we hope. That would that, be cool. Be dope. So the AFC West is going to get knocked around. Justin Herbert's not going anywhere. The AFC South is still a, a division in football. Um, Someone's going to make the playoffs, though. Unfortunately, yes. Um, the Colts might be good, man. I don't know. They looked really good the latter half of the season until they, they lost to Jacksonville. I think they should really look towards these quarterbacks that are going into the They ought to think about it. And I mean, then honestly, the Colts have a lot of push and probably a lot of money as well. Get Aaron Rodgers. Do it. If they get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams And then T. Y. Hilton. T. Y. Hilton. Uh I forgot who the other receiver is, but Jonathan Taylor, that defense is also really good. You put the Colts in, you give the Colts that quarterback, that wide receiver room with Jonathan Taylor, that defense, instant favorite to win the Super Bowl. Out of doubt. I'd agree. Also, there's, I mean, the Patriots, there's, they're still going to be good. The Dolphins. The Bills. The Bills. I mean, holy crap, the AFC is loaded. NFL is going to be fun next year. I do have a fun little stat that I found out about. Did you know that Stafford was the second quarterback to win a Super Bowl the same year as his alma mater won the national championship? Really? The first time it happened was in 1980 with Joe Montana beating the Bengals the same year that Notre Dame won the AP championship. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. 
little fun facts. And the last time that a uh, a quarterback was in a national or in the Super Bowl the same time his team was in in a national championship was with Jim Kelly. Where why am I blanking on the team? I just read this. What does it matter? He played in the same same year of the Super Bowl that his team made the national championship. That's but cool. We know how the Bills played out. Yeah. Uh. So what was this like? Was this Monday when you brought this up to me? Then ranking the top. Breaking all the starting quarterbacks. I've got them right here in front of me. I pulled them up because I figured I saw your list over there. Yeah. Do we do all 32? Or technically all 64? I, I don't think we do. I think I think we can go top five, bottom five. And then we can throw in honorable mentions if we want. Yeah, we can, let's do that. All right, so top five. I have five. This I've, is from 2021. Yeah. Let's go ahead and yeah, clarify Throw that. it out there because I don't think a lot of these guys might be on the same team. Correct. I think a lot of them will be moving around. Especially Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And, uh, and Tom Brady. So, top five. Uh, got Joe Burrow at five. Okay. All right. You got is that the same? No, I'll let you I'll let you close out there. All right, got you. All right, four. Got Josh Allen. Three. Got Patty Mahomes. Two, A-Rod. One, I got Tom Brady. We're very close. Who are your first two out? First two out, I got Stafford and Herbert. Okay. Those are different. We're pretty close, though. So, at five, I've got Matthew Stafford from 2021. I know he threw a lot of picks, but he was a good quarterback. Uh, number four, Patrick Mahomes. Sue me. <laughs> Josh Allen at number three. Aaron Rodgers, number two. Tom Brady, number one. My first two looking in. Number seven, I had Derek Carr. And number six, I had Joe Burrow. And I had... I would say at eight, I had Derek Carr. At eight, I had Justin Herbert. So, we're, so we're pretty similar it's the here. S- same eight, just different. Different word in some way. Correct. And then I had both of the Jones boys at 9 and 10. Uh, at 9, I had Mac. 10, I had Jalen Hurts. Where would you have Daniel at? Uh, 11. Okay. So we are very close. Okay. Yeah. And bottom five. So we're doing from top five, like 28, or from 32. Do 32 going backwards. 32, I got Jared Goff. Okay. Uh, 31, I got T-Law. Okay. 30, Zach. Okay. 29, Justin Fields. 28, Sam Darnold. We are super close here. I had my number 32. I had Zach Wilson. He threw a boatload of picks, and the Jets set him up for failure. I know we talked about this a lot last week, but my, my distinctive factor between Jared – I don't know where you have Jared Goff at. I forgot. We're getting there. Uh, I'll just let you go, then I'll talk about this. 31, I had Trevor Lawrence. Number 30, I had Jared Goff. So I flipped Wilson and Goff. Uh, 29, I had Davis Mills. Uh, and then 28, I had Sam Darnold. All right. Yeah, Sam Darnold in the same place. For, who your first two looking out? Outside looking in. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Essentially, not in the good way, though. Uh, at number 26, I had Teddy Bridgewater. At number 27, I had Taysom Hill. 26, I had Taysom Hill. 27, I had Ben. Interesting. Uh, I had Davis Mills at 25. I'm also very adamant to give some leniency to the rookies. That's why I have Jared Goff in my 32 spot. I... He, he's he been in the league for – he's a veteran quarterback now. There's no reason he should be as bad as he was playing last year, especially with the the decent talent that is around him. Put any put any quarterback in the NFL above him uh, in the depth chart at Detroit, they win five to six games. Here's a question for you just to see where you ranked him, and then I, we don't have to, like, dive into it too much, But I because I think this is where we d- deviate a little bit. You had Roethlisberger where? 27. 27, okay. What about Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson, I had at 15. Okay. And Jimmy Garoppolo? It's 20. Okay. I had Ben Roethlisberger at 18. I had Russell Wilson at 20. 
and I had Jimmy Garoppolo at 16. Also, very middle of the pack, I have uh, Matt Ryan. That's crazy. I had him at 17. I had Garoppolo at 16. <laughs> I have Ryan Tannehill at 19. I had Tannehill at 15. Yeah. It's just so many of these quarterbacks just like played very bad. There were a lot of mid-quarterbacks this year, too. I mean, like, where'd you put Tagovailoa? Uh, I put Tua at 23. Good night. I had him at 24. Carson Wentz, I have at 24. I had him at 21. So our list are, okay, here's the thing. The middle of the pack was so middle of the pack this year. Like, I don't know any way to start. Yeah, if, it, they throw, if one of these uh, quarterbacks throws like 100 more yards, they move up like two spots. Yeah, literally. It's so volatile. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, what did you have like Colin Murray? I had Kyler at 13, right behind <laughs> Dak Prescott at 12. Do you have him at 13? Uh, I had Kyle Murray at 13 and Dak Prescott at 12. <laughs> I swear we did not look at these lists, bro. Like, <laughs> I had Kirk at 14. I had Kirk at 11. I had Lamar at 14. Also, I'm assuming that's where I had Dak Prescott because apparently I put Jalen Hurts on here twice. I think I just Where'd you put Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz? Uh, 24. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, where did you put Teddy B? I had him outside looking in in bottom five at 26. Uh, I have him at 21. Mm. Taylor Heineke at 22. I had Taylor Heineke at 23. <laughs> it's a very similar list. Yes, yes. I honestly, used, I sent mine to you, I think. So if you want to make yeah. a graphic about that, that'd be kind of sick. It'd be fun. Actually. It'd be, yeah, it'd be really nice. Uh, but we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to show y'all or tell y'all about my first ever mock draft I've ever made. And then and it was a USFL uniform factor. Exactly. And that'll all come up in about two minutes. Welcome back to the last 12 minutes of Tank Talk Football here in Google 91.1 FM. I am still joined by Mr. Harrison Tarr. What to do? And we have also learned that we think way too similar about things this show. <laughs> but I would differentiate myself as a fact. Uh, I have made a mock draft. Yeah, no thanks. You got it. That's all you. I have never Did you learn that it's not fun? I've learned that it sucks. <laughs> it's so hard. Once it gets to around pick 20, you just don't know where anyone's going. And I also tried to stay away from trades as much as possible. I hate mock drafts that just go overboard with the trades. Yeah, I agree. But starting off. Mel Kuyper. Yeah. He goes crazy, bro. He, he had like seven last year. There was two in the first in total. Uh, but starting off with the first pick, Evan Neal from Alabama. I have him going to the Jaguars. I think they need, really need that O lineman. Uh, should I just like hit the hit the big names? Yeah, just uh, just 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 hit your highlights. All right, at two, a Kayvon Thibodeau going right before Aiden Hutchinson to the Texans. Uh, my first receiver going to the Giants, Garrett Wilson. Panthers, of course, get their O lineman and Charles Cross. Uh, let's see who'd be next. Falcons beef up that secondary, getting Derek Stingley. Uh, Commanders, I have them getting the first quarterback off the board with Kenny Pickett. I have, I think, four quarterbacks going in the first round. Uh, let's see. Jamison Williams going to Cleveland. Uh, Chargers getting Jordan Davis. We all know who that is. Saints get Matt Corral. Steelers following up getting Malik Willis. How do you feel about that one? Um, that's cool. Uh, you, you know me, man. I re- Realistically, I feel like I'm the least... Uh, I'm I'm a passionate Steelers fan, but I'm the least picky about what happens in the with with the quarterback situation next year. I'm all for let's try to find some some younger talent or go get some proven talent. Let's let's just try to actively solve the problem that we've kind of ignored for the past few years. 
But at the same time, I think we owed it to Roethlisberger. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I said I had four quarterbacks taken. I also have, like, four, five or six wide receivers taken with Drake London to the Jets at, at 10. Just going back to that. Before I go to 21 and 22, I have Traylon Burks from Arkansas going to the Pats and the Raiders taking John Mechie the third. And Buffalo Bills, Jahan Dotson. We know who that is from Penn State. And right after, I have the Titans taking Roger McCreary from Auburn. Good pick. Definitely would help out that Titans defense. And I don't know that Tannehill's going to be playing quarterback for them next year. So, uh, that's also been a reported possible landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, actually, it's been confirmed that he's not going to. Oh, is it? Are, the Titans aren't going to go for him. Oops, my bad. Sorry, guys. They don't, I, don't think they have the, I don't think they have the cap. That cap would make some sense. Uh, let's see what else I have. Then, yeah, definitely build defense. Yeah. Last quarterback I have taken at 32, I think the Lions are going to take a shot at Sam Howell. I think he has all the tangibles to be a good NFL quarterback. He just needs someone to open it up. I guess this one makes sense. Um, and, and I say that in a way that I, I, I like your mock draft a lot. I told you that. But I, I don't know if the Lions, if, if, if they should wait that long because they have a top five pick, right? Top three? Uh, they have the top two. So they have the second overall. You can't waste second overall pick on this quarterback class. I guess I get it. I was going between two guys, Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I don't think Ritter's a first rounder. Not because I don't think he's talented enough. I actually think he's better than Howell. Yeah. But I just draft grade. I don't think that happens. Yeah. I just think right now Howell is the or Ritter is the better quarterback. But I think that Howell has the higher ceiling than Ritter would have right now. Interesting. I think you just got to find someone to open up his talent, like skill tree. Fair. Uh, and moving on to uh, well, after that, I'm, I'm gonna make a graphic for all for everyone to see. I'll post it all over my socials. Judge me if you may. Uh, but just moving on, we have the USFL starting up on April 16th. You know, it's never too early to start talking about it, but their their draft is in around seven minutes. Cool. Got to tell you, I looked at the draft pool. I know two people. Sweet. One of them being Ladarius Galloway, who was the MVP of the FCFL championship, the Twitch League. And the second one being Trey Threat, who Auburn, who passionate Auburn fans may know as a former linebacker here who transferred to Jacksonville State. Uh, but we know some notable coaches in here, too. Jeff Fisher and Kevin Sumlin are both. Uh, coaching at their respective teams, Fisher at the Michigan Panthers, and the Gamblers have Kevin Sumlin. And what, they released, what, four of the uniforms already? Or four? Yes, uh, four uniforms were released. I was going to, actually, if you're cool, I was going to try to do my best Jack Hart impression and do uh, the uniform rundown where you paint a picture real quick. Go for it. So the Birmingham Stallions, we're going we're gonna to roll with them as the local team because they are, I think. Yep. Birmingham Stallions were one of the four teams that released their uniforms today. So they're going to have a home red jersey. It's not quite a Oklahoma Sooner red, but it's very close to that. That, that very pretty, um, not 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 scarlet, but a darker red. It's got a looks like an Auburn power stripe. Actually, is very similar with a gold gold middle uh, center part of the power stripe, white trim on the outside. They're going to roll with red, white pants with a red singular thicker line going down the side of the legs. Red socks, white shoes. Got the uh, what's the word I'm going to go with here? I guess goldish, very very soft gold lids with a singular red power stripe going through the middle. It's got a very nice white uh, filled-in Birmingham stallion with the red trim with a gold outlining on the lid. Their away jerseys are going to be the white with the 
once again, power stripe on the sleeve, similar to that of Auburn. Gold in the power stripe yet again, but instead of white on the top side and the outlining trim, you're going to see red with, the once again, the white pants and the red trim, red shoes, white socks, and the same lids as the other ones. How did I do? You did pretty daggum well. I will say a, a fifth team just released their uniforms, mm. the New Orleans Breakers. Cool. And I'm digging it. Are they sick? Oh, yeah. They got a nice little... So, I don't know what exactly the breaker is, but it's like a wave logo. Okay. And they have a wave on the helmet. So, like, breaking waves. Yeah. If you want to try to describe it like that, because I'm not going to even attempt that. If you'll hand it here, I'll take a look. I am handing it over, sir. So, the New Orleans Breakers, they are... Ooh, this is a very unique uniform. I like this a lot. I know. It's nice. So, for their home, they've got a royal blue with a soft, almost powder blue wave on the side with a white cap on the, on the wave on the shoulder where... As I mentioned on the Birmingham Stall- uh, Stallions, they will have the stripe. They will have a wave for the New Orleans Breakers. They're going with the white pants with a two-color two stripe down the side. They'll have that royal blue accompanied by the softer blue. Blue socks, black shoes, white lids with a simple darker blue, actually multicolor logo taking up about half of the helmet. It's a very good look with a white face mask for their away, t- away uniforms. They've got the white with the alternate color on the sleeve. The darker blue on the inside of the wave with the lighter, softer blue on the outside complementing the team's colors. I did forget to mention on those blue jerseys for the home, they've got the white with the, uh, white numerals with a soft blue trim. The away jersey is going to have the dark, almost royal blue numerals with that soft blue trim. Once again, you'll see, I believe these are silver pants, silver britches, with a blue thick part of the multicolor stripe, a Soft blue, that electric blue will be your, uh, or excuse me, royal blue will be your main part, accompanied by soft blue. And then a third part of the stripe will have a white streak going down the side. They'll wear those with blue socks and once again, those white lids with white face mask and black shoes. It's going to look good. Looks really nice. I, the USFL has outdone themselves with the uniforms this, in their for, inaugural season. Uh, but yeah, tonight, or not right now, in four minutes, their draft will kick off. I'll make sure to keep an eye on that during the middle of our class. Speaking of which, we down to be late again? Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> but uh, that's all I have for today. Thank you, Tar, for once again appearing on my show. Thank you for letting me come on and crash. I had a good time. It's always always fun to be here on Tank Talks Football. I always forget how much is going on in the offseason, man. I get so bogged down in spring sports. You know me and diamond sports, softball and baseball specifically. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've heard, but auburn has got a pretty good basketball team this year. So really, been pretty submersed in watching that, that kid. Whoever wears number 10. For Auburn and, and basketball, I've heard he's decent. Yeah, he's 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 pretty good. A lot of exciting stuff, but uh, that's all I've got. Thank you for letting me come on. Everybody having a nice Thursday. All right, you heard him, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. If you missed any part of the show, make sure to catch the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll be back next Wednesday at noon on Weagle 91.1 FM. You can follow the station's Twitter and Instagram at Weagle underscore AU for events, announcements, and more. If you can't make it to a radio, you can listen to our live stream at WeagleFM.com. As for me, come back next Wednesday at noon for more Tank Talks football.